Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballin in one of the Sunday morning services. And this morning, I just want to you know, deal with a very important subject that probably we all need today. I need, and I believe that all of us need, dealing with discouragements. Dealing with discouragements in our lives. Discouragement is part of every life. You know, we are all good in getting discouraged for simple reason. There's no need of, you know, great things happening, a big thing happening in our lives. There may be a simple reason we easily get discouraged. A conversation between husband and wife. It goes really well, but then you, you know, go away from that conversation scene and go into your room and you think about it and you'd get discouraged. You make a phone call to your nation or your friend somewhere or your relative or your family or spouse or your children and you put the phone down and then you think about what he spoke or she spoke. You get discouraged. You know, discouragement is part of our life but in the midst of all you know we all adapt various strategies in our lives how to live you know you know encourage in the midst of the discouragements that we are going through in our lives and this morning i'm here to share with you you know some of the great things that discouragements discouragement done uh, does in your life and how we can deal with the discouragements according to the word of God. You know, I believe this topic is very, very important to each and every one of us. You know, I know some of the discouragement you are going through as a pastor, but I, know, I do not know many of those things that is still running in your mind. That probably only you know about it and God knows. And you know, the world today that we are living in is very well capable of discouraging you and me. You know, most of the time, the, we think that the world is bringing good things in our lives. It appears to be good, but then eventually it is very capable of drawing you and me into a moment of discouragement. And this morning, I believe we can deal with this topic as we take it further. Let's try to define what is discouragement. What is discouragement? Discouragement is nothing but loss of confidence and hope you have in yourself loss of confidence and hope that today i have on myself you know when someone speaks into my life when someone speaks to me you know there are times i lose the confidence i have i question in my life lord really am i capable of doing this or really, Lord, probably you don't want me to do this. I'm trying to do things by my own. You know, it is applicable for all of us when we lose confidence and hope in our lives. We get discouraged. At times we lose our hope in Lord God. You know, at times when we go through difficulties in our lives, we think, but the Lord is really caring about me. Is the Lord God is really worrying about me? Or he's busy with something else. He's not probably caring about me. You know, there are many times we get discouraged. You know, but most of the time the discouragement is a temporary feeling. We get discouraged over certain things and then now we are up and we are running. 
and there is another moment that comes in our lives again we get discouraged and then we are up and we are running discouragement is a kind of temporary phenomena that takes place in our lives but one thing that is very clear is discouragement is very common among people very common among people it doesn't leave maybe he may be a king or he may be a prime minister or he may be a president it doesn't leave that individual he may be a doctor or he may be a lawyer he may be a construction engineer or he may be an IT professional it doesn't leave anybody discouragement you know gets a grip of people today and it can take them into any extreme we see in the word of God discouragement is very very common and this morning, you know, some of those women, the people got discouraged. We know about them. And I just want to, you know, take you through a couple of those moments when people really got discouraged. Let's talk about King Saul in the word of God. You know, King Saul was a man of God. He was anointed by God Almighty. But then later on, since he did not obey God, obey God's voice, at some point of time, scripture says, in fact, the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul and a dis distressing spirit, a discouraging spirit he entered into Saul. You know, Saul was a man of God, but a time in his life, a point of time, the spirit of God was taken out of him because of the obedience, disobedience that he showed and an evil spirit, a distressing spirit, a disturbing spirit entered into the life of Saul. You know, kings were not left alone from this discouragement. You know, what about David? We very well know about David, how much he went through in his life. You know, Saul was trying to discourage, trying to kill David. Most of the time he was trying to corner David because with an idea of, you know, killing David. Every time, you know, when David was flying away, fleeing away from, to escape from the hands of Saul, he was so discouraged in his heart. That's the reason in Psalm 43, the Psalm, Psalm 43, if you read how much he got discouraged, verse 5 says, why are you cast down? He was talking to his soul. Oh soul, why are you cast down? And why are you disquieting within me? Hope in God, for I shall it praise him for you are the help of my his I'm, you are the help of his countenance you know david got discouraged all along in his life you know at times david was hiding from saul and he was questioning lord you called me to be a king of this nation but lord now i'm struggling because i'm just trying to escape out of saul because i'm struggling for my life Discouragement came upon the life of Saul. What about prophet Elijah? We all know he was a powerful man of God. You know, he was standing in front of the prophets of Baal, thousands of them, and he called fire from heaven, and fire came and consumed the sacrifices. And Elijah and, uh, and his servants, they went and killed all the thousand prophets of Baal. He was such a mighty man of God. When he prayed, Fire came down from heaven. The very next day, Elijah was running because he was so afraid of Jezebel. And he was running into the wilderness and hiding himself under a tree. And he is telling the Lord, Lord God, take my life. It's enough. It's enough, Lord. Take my life. The reason was he was discouraged. 
he was discouraged. We are talking about discouragement following you and me every walk of our life on this earth. What about Lord Jesus Christ? Discouragement did not leave Lord Jesus Christ at the garden of Gethsemane. When before he was about to take the cross on himself, he was just crying to Lord God, Father, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from my life. Nevertheless, let it be according to your will, not according to my will, Lord. He was so discouraged when he was praying at the garden of Gethsemane. You know, throughout the word of God, we come across individuals. They were going through terrible discouragement. Jeremiah the prophet, you know, he was a mighty man of God. God called him even when he was a small boy. And God put his word in his mouth. And he made him as a prophet for the nation. There are many kings he encountered and he spoke the word of God. And every time when Jeremiah spoke the word of God, he was not accepted. He was not well received by the kings and the people. Jeremiah got so discouraged. In Jeremiah chapter 20 verse 14, this is what Jeremiah says. Cursed be the day in which I was born. Let the day not be blessed in which my mother bore me. In Jeremiah 20, 15 says, Let the man be cursed who brought news to my father saying, A male child has been born to you, making him very glad. Jeremiah was discouraged to the core. And he was cursing the day in which he was born. You know, just this morning I'm just talking something which is happening in our lives. Don't you remember the day in which you curse your day? The day in which you are born? You know, there are many times we are taken into a situation. Lord, it would have been better if I were not born. You know, there are many times we cry to the Lord. Why? Simple reason is. This fact, the discouragement. This doesn't allow anyone. Paul is crying out in Romans chapter 7, 24. Oh, Richard man, what a Richard man I am. Who will deliver me from the body which is sinful? Such a man of God. Discouragement did not leave. You know, this morning we need to understand where the discouragement comes. Where the discouragement comes from. It is one of the strategies of Satan to disable and try to take Christians out of God's plan. You know, we, we living in a world, we are living in a world which is totally ruled by Satan. That's what the word of God says. He is the prince of the air. He is the ruler of this world. You know, still the world is under the control of darkness. And this strategy, strategy of Satan is, he will make you to do nothing. He will make you discourage so that you cannot fulfill the plan of God that he, he, God has in your life. You know, this morning, as I said, I just want to you know, put something which is very practical. I want to do this self-test. Let's do that. Let's do the self-test. It's for each and every one of you, including me. If you ask any of these questions, what we are listing here, we can probably list on all the questions together. If you ask any or many of these questions any time in your life, that means those are the moments you've gone through discouragement. I want you to see the screen. That's where you see we have the questions. Why is my life like this? Why does my life seem so awful and so bad at times? Why good, th good things are not happening? 
only to me. Good things are happening to many other people, but just only to me. Somehow things are not happening. Why is it that everybody else around me seem to be happy and so excited except me? Except me. As I said, you know, we are good in getting this courage even for a simple reason. Simple reason. And we ask this question, Lord. Everybody around me is, they are just, they are just very happy. They're all enjoying. But except me. What is wrong with me? There is something going on in my life. Something that is not allowing me to do something. Simply tells that you are discouraged. I ask this question sometime. I'm sure all of you would have asked this question at some point of time. And you tell Lord, what is the point in continuing like this? You know, some of us, when we look at our lives, when we are, you know, going through certain difficulties in our lives, when we struggle through that difficulty, we are trying not able to come out of that situation. And whereas God is telling you, I want to use you in my kingdom. And you go, go to the Lord and tell him, Lord, I'm struggling by myself. I'm not able to get out of this. How can I do something for others? It's not possible. I don't think I can go and pray for somebody. No, it's not going to happen. Because I'm already so deep in the midst of the problem. I'm so deep, Lord. I'm just rolling in that mud. How do you expect me to get out and go and rescue somebody who is already in that same mud? If we ask any of these questions, there is no doubt we are getting discouraged. We are getting discouraged. Discouragement is an evil that you and I need to deal with as long as we live on this earth. And evil cannot be handled very lightly. And evil need to be handled, you know, with the power of God, with an ability to oppose that power, that evil, that Satan brings and throws in our lives. And this morning I believe that God is speaking to you, whoever is listening to me, and he's telling you, my son, my daughter, I have greater plans for you in, my, in, in your life. And it is the devil, it is the power of darkness is what making you discouraged. There is no reason under the heaven why you need to be discouraged. I pray that Lord God may open our minds and ears this morning. Let's find out what are the causes of discouragement. You know, there are many physical causes. There are many material causes. There are many social causes and emotional causes. Spiritual causes too. Most of the time when we go through discouragement, it may not be the same reason why we get discouraged over and over again. It may be a new reason. And person who gets discouraged, there is, you know, there, there is no difficulty for him to get another reason over which he can get discouraged. You know, when we go through this path, eventually certain things come and overpower our lives. Fatigue. You know, when we have more workload, especially students, when we have more things to do, you know, you really get into that. You, you just feel fatigue. And you get so discouraged. Lord, how much work? When I go to the work, there is so much I need to do. I can't get out of the work at 6 o'clock. I need to stay back today. Discouragement. Frustrations in our lives. Failures. How many times I make this attempt, Lord? I'm not able to get out of it. Over and over, I am facing failure in my life. Lord, how do I handle it? Fear. Loneliness. You know, these are some of the causes of discouragement. And this morning, God is telling us, 
that we need to handle these discouragements. As I said, these discouragements, they don't leave anyone. David, on that day, he was crying, Lord, I'm like a pelican sitting in the wilderness. Lord, I'm like an owl sitting in the desert. You know, you have seen owls and pelicans. They don't just fly like you as a group. They all just sit alone. When you walk on the streets, when you look about as the electric lines you see, have you seen that in the evening hours, the dark hours, those little birds, those birds sit at the, you know, the electric line and they just cry because they feel lonely. They feel they are just all alone. Probably they just lost the way back home. You know, some of us in our lives, there are moments that we go through loneliness. That loneliness brings great amount of discouragement in our lives. We can go on and on. There are many more causes for discouragement. Sometimes we get injured physically. We lose our ability. Financial disasters. You know, sometimes we are forsaken by our loved one. We are not loved anymore. Suddenly one fine morning, our spouse gets up and says, Dan, it is all done with you. I'm just out of this house from today onwards. You cannot handle it. You're not prepared to handle it. You get into discouragement. Sometimes it happens to all of us. We think about our past. The life that we lived in the past, you know, it was a mess. It was a mess. Thank God because God saved us. At times we think over what has happened in our lives in the past. And we get discouraged over those things. And this morning we are here to understand discouragement is not really from God. But discouragement is from Satan. That's the reason there are many spiritual reasons why we get discouraged. It is a satanic spirit of discouragement. You know, Satan is very good at throwing discouragements in your life. Discouragement is a lie from Satan. It is not true. It is, a, it is a lie from Satan. He brings fear in your life. He brings unbelief in your life. And he, you know, at times you get into a mode of self-pity. You just worry about yourself. You think so low about yourself. It is all not from God. Because word of God says, God has created you in his own image. It doesn't really matter from which country we are. It doesn't really matter our, what is the you know, color of our skin. It doesn't really matter how we look like. It doesn't really matter. I usually say that, but I am not supposed to say that. But I want to say that this morning. If you want to see God... Go and stand in front of the mirror. I'm not talking about man God. Go and stand in front of the mirror. Look at your face in the mirror. You see God. I'm not saying that man is God, God is man. But what of God says, God created you in his own image. In his own image. I thank God for the life that God has given to me. I just want you to thank God for the life that God has given to you. Because he has created you beautifully, wonderfully in his own image. There are spiritual reasons at times we get discouraged. We condemn ourselves because we are not like somebody. We, doesn't, we don't look like someone else. And we condemn ourselves and say, Lord, why did you create me like this, Lord? I, all the struggle that I'm going through in my life, it's just because you created me like this. And this morning, it is a lie from Satan that Satan is trying to put you down and this fellow, Satan, will not allow anybody. I just want to you know, talk about some of the truths 
what has happened or what is still happening in the life of people, well-known people. David Wilkerson, the man of God, who is the founder of the Times Square Church in New York. A couple of years back, he passed away in an accident. <laughs> David Wilkerson is the author of The Cross and Switchblade, if you read that book. He was working among the gangsters in the downtown of New York. And he converted those drug addicts and gangsters into believers of Lord Jesus Christ. There are thousands and thousands, thousands of people they came to his church and he started the church. Now it's a mega church. He started the church. There are times when evening, evening he does open air crusades in New York and our own cities. And after preaching to thousands, there are thousands of people who are living in drug addicts and other, so many other bondages. They have given their life to Lord Jesus Christ. And this is what he says. He says, I have helped to lead multitudes of drug addicts and alcoholics to deliverance in Jesus Christ. My life has been such a great blessing for many people. But often, within days of these events, I became overwhelmed with discouragement. I ended up thinking, Lord, my life has been a complete waste. Can you think of a man of God who led thousands of people to Christ? At some point of time, very few days after the crusade, sits there and think and tell God, Lord, my life is a complete waste. I haven't accomplished anything to you. You know where this thought comes? This thought, and he says, this thought comes from Satan. You know, Satan uses that as a weapon to discourage people of God. And this morning, you and I, there is no reason under the heaven why we need to get discouraged. The great British preacher, Sigurd Spurgeon. You know, multitude came to him, to Lord God, through his powerful sermons. But he suffered uh, awful bouts or attacks with uh, melancholy or depression. At times after his preaching, he felt that he has not accomplished anything in his life. Once he lamented, this is what lamented, he, this is what he said. I have got the blackest heart in Britain. Frequently he would go into a place, into an open place. And he would raise his hands and he would cry out to Lord God. And he says, I have never desired you more than this. Lord, why? Lord, why? I have been so low in my spirit. Why this is happening to me? We are talking about a real, a real enemy in your life and my life. Discouragement. It doesn't leave anybody. It is a satanic spirit. It is ready to attack. What are the dangers of this discouragement? Let's go a couple of slides before we really get into the word of God a little bit. There are a couple of you know, reasons why this discouragement is so dangerous. You know, there are mild discouragements. They come and go. We just go low. It won't stay for a long time. We come up and start doing things. There are strong discouragements in our lives. Based on the major things happen in our lives. Probably a loss of some dear one. Some of the words that are spoken in our lives. When such things happen, we get into discouragement. And this time everybody is going to see that. Because that discouragement is changing your words. Changing your attitudes. Changing your actions. 
the third discouragement is called disabling discouragement. When we go through this discouragement, it drains you completely from your physical and spiritual and emotional. Everything is completely drained out. People at times call this as depression. You know, disappointments eventually taking a shape of discouragement and eventually you end up in depression. You know, that's the ultimate plan of the devil in each and every one of our lives. In this nation, we come across one out of eight people is, 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 is going through depression. You know, there are many hormonal imbalances that are you know, associated with the depression. We are not just you know, neglecting those things. But depression, discouragement comes from the devil. It's not necessarily that you need to be in the hands of devil to discourage you. You can be in the hands of God. Even devil can discourage you. This morning we are talking about this powerful weapon of this enemy. Doubts and unbeliefs and you know so many things are seen in our lives when we go through this discouragement. Discouragement is dangerous. You know eventually the ultimate danger of the discouragement is you will become a discourager. Can you think about this? If we go through discouragement today and we become a discourager, you know, nobody wants to stick you, stick with you, because when you go through discouragement, that's what you will you will talk to somebody else. You will make the other person to discourage. You know, these are some of the powerful weapons that the enemy is using. But this morning, we know the fact that they are not from God. And how do we handle it? I just want to you know, take you. <coughs> to look at the life of our Savior. <coughs> our Lord Jesus, when he was living on the face of this earth, you know, I think he had all the reasons why he needed to get discouraged. But let's look at the life that he lived. I have listed a couple of them here. Let's look at our Savior. He was born to an unwed mother. He was not just an ordinary child. He was born to somebody who never went through marriage. He was born in a stable. He was born in a cattle shed. He was born to poor parents. They were just really poor parents. His life was threatened when he was a baby. Can you imagine? And his life, his birth caused terrible death for all the innocent infants of that nation. Can you imagine when he was born what happened? And even when he was little, I believe eighth day they came to Jerusalem to the temple of God for, for the for the for, to present him as an you know as an, to dedicate him at the temple of God. And immediately after that, they had to flee to Nazareth. They got to go to different places. Why? He was born as a baby in that point of time. He was raised in a very in a kind of we say disgraceful town of Nazareth. If you remember, Nazareth was not a good city. If you remember Philip, when Jesus met Philip, and Philip went to Nathanael, and he told Nathanael, I saw the Messiah, I saw Lord Jesus Christ, come and see. And you know what, what Nathanael asked? What good can come from Nazareth? What good can come from Nazareth? You know, that word actually speaks to me so much. Just want you to think about the city, the town where you were born. Think about the small village where you were born. People may say, what city, what, what good can come from that city? What good can come from that place? It is a place which is cursed. 
But God brought you out of that place. Because he knows that you are so precious. Jesus came from Nazareth. You know, he was had to support his family. He lost his father when he was young, so young. He had no home because he says, I, son of man has no place to lay his head. Jesus had all the reason to get discouraged. He was hated and opposed by people around him. He was charged with insanity. People said that, you know, he's just a fool. He's just talking foolish things. That's what people told Jesus. He was charged and people said, you are demon possessed. You are not from God. You are demon possessed. In fact, his family members opposed Lord Jesus Christ. He was rejected and hated by everybody. He was betrayed by his close friend. And he was left alone, you know, forsaken and rejected by all his friends. He was brought into the court, tried before the kings. And finally, he was executed as a criminal. We are talking about our Lord Jesus Christ. He had all the reasons why he has to get discouraged. He had all the reasons. But our Lord God never, never gave up in his life. Where that came from? Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Verses 1 to 2. Hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 to 2. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Let's run with endurance. We're talking about how Jesus overcame this discouragement in his life. He ran with endurance. He ran with stamina. He ran with strength. He ran with patience. He ran with tenacity. You know, Jesus was doing his ministry. He ran with endurance. This morning, if you want to fight against the discouragement, you need to run with endurance. Secondly, the same book, Hebrews chapter 12, verse, verse 2. Looking into, the, into Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Secondly, scripture says, Jesus, he endured the cross because he set the joy, the future joy in front of him. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Second way to fight over this discouragement is to have eternal perspective. This world is not the place where we are going to live eternally. This place is a, this place that where we are living is temporary. God has called us to eternity. Think about the joy that you are going to face. If you live as a child of God, when you leave this world, you are taken into the eternal joy. Think about the joy that is set ahead of us. Jesus was thinking about the joy that he is going to sit at the right hand of the Father, right hand of the Father. Eternal perspective. Thirdly, let's turn to John chapter 9. John chapter 9 verse 4. You know, these are some of the scriptural, you know, thought that will really help you when you are going through a time of discouragement. John chapter 9 verse 4. Here we see what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. 
the third way with which Jesus overcame the discouragement was he kept working he kept working Galatians 6 9 says when it is time for you to do good do not hold just do good continue the work continue the work Jesus was working he was not just sitting and saying that oh I'm a Richard man what else I can do no he was not just sitting idle he was just working knowing that knowing the time and that's what God wants us to do God wants us to work Psalm 55 22 let's read Psalm 55 verse 22 Psalm here we see verse 22 says but you O God sorry cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain you he shall never permit the righteous to be moved cast your burden on the Lord you know scripture talks about we coming to the Lord and casting our burden to him prayer Jesus ran with endurance Jesus ran with an eternal purpose. Jesus kept on working hard. Jesus prayed often to the Lord. You know, that's why prayer is important. The reason why we get discouraged, because we don't pray to God. We don't tell the trouble to God. If you tell that trouble to God, God will give you strength. God will give you encouragement. And finally, this is very, very important to all of us. Let's turn to John chapter 11. Very simple illustration here. John chapter 11, verse 41. All of us do this mistake. It's chapter 11, John chapter 11 verse 41. We know the context here. Jesus was standing in front of the tomb of Lazarus. Lazarus was dead since four days. You can imagine a dead body inside the tomb. And Jesus was standing there at the tomb of Lazarus. And this is what Jesus said. Listen, Father, I thank you that you have heard me father i thank you that you have heard me one more scripture john chapter 6 verse 11 john chapter 6 verse 11 there are five thousand people sitting there without food jesus was given five loaves of bread and two fish jesus holding that fish and the bread and looked at his father in heaven and gave thanks the reason how jesus overcame discouragement even when the situation was so demanding he never failed to give thanks to lord god the reason how you know our method how you can overcome discouragement is to thank god for what we have thank god for what we have you know that very reason that the very same deed will take you out of discouragement you know most of the time we worry we keep worrying about what we do not have but thank god for what you have that's what exactly jesus said you know i can understand how depressing you know it is to stand before people when they are all hungry and you want to feed them you don't have you have nothing with you jesus gave thanks to god when things are not happening in our lives when we don't have anything, it is better to thank God for what we have. Finally, just want to close with the life of Nehemiah. It is so encouraging. Let's, let's go. <coughs> okay, let, 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 let's read that at home. You can read chapter 4, verses uh, 3 to verse uh, 20. You can read later on. 
So I just wanted to tell you the story. When God called Nehemiah to build the wall around Jerusalem. You know, Nehemiah did a couple of things there. God called him, that was so true. And Nehemiah started building the temple, sorry, the, the wall around Jerusalem. That is also so true. But as he was building the wall around Jerusalem, there are a couple of things happening. That's what we read in the scripture. Nehemiah chapter 4, verses 3 onwards. Let me read a couple of uh, verses. We don't have time. Verse 3 says, Nehemiah 4. Now, Tobiah and uh, Tobiah the Ammonite was beside him and he said whatever they build if even a fox goes up on it he will break down their stone walls. Nehemiah was working hard to build the wall around Jerusalem and Tobias an Ammonite came and told Nehemiah what are you building? Even if a fox walks on the wall it's all going to fall down. Discouragement. Words of discouragement. Not only that and if you continue to read, and you know, we, we, we read here in verse 7, Now it happened when Sanballat and Tobiah, the Arabs and the Ammonites and the Ashtodites heard that the wall of Jerusalem were being restored and the gaps were beginning to be closed, that they became very angry and all of them conspired to gather to come and attack Jerusalem and create confusion. You know, when the work of God was happening, we see people around Nehemiah and the children of Israel coming against them and discouraging them. And this is what Nehemiah did. Verse 13. Nehemiah, this is what he, he did. Therefore, I positioned men behind the lower parts of the wall at the openings. And I set the people according to their families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. You know, Nehemiah asked the people of God to rest in God and reorganize themselves. You know, when discouragement comes on our way, this is what we need to do. As Jesus did, we need to reorganize a couple of things in our lives. Things may not work in all the ways. You know, there are things may not work in, in, in all direction. You need to stay there, understand, and reorganize things in your life. You'll come out of the discouragement as Nehemiah did. And this is what he did, verse 14. And he looked and arose and said to the nobles, to the elders, and to the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and awesome, and fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. Nehemiah was telling the people of God, remember who your God is. He reorganized himself and the people, asked them to stand here and there, and he looked at them and said, remember who your God is. And now verse 14, the second part of verse 14, he gave all the weapons in their hands and verse 16 to 18. So it was from that time on that half of my servants worked at construction while the other half held the spears and shields, the bows and wore armor and the leaders were behind all the house of Judah. Verse 17, those who built on the wall and those who carried burdens load, loaded themselves so that with one hand they were working at construction and with the other hand they were holding their weapons. He knew that discouragement is on his way. And now Nehemiah is encouraging the people of God to fight against the discouragement. Fight against the discouragement. And he said, Whatever they say, then let them keep saying, you go back to work. You go back to work. You know, Nehemiah's strategy to get out of discouragement. 
He was resting in God. He was reorganizing people. And now he was remembering God, who his God is. And now he was just ready to, equipping them to fight against discouragement. And he said, you cannot just sit idle because he may keep saying something. Go back to your work. Start working. And finally, verse 19 to 20. Nehemiah chapter 4, 19 to 20. Then I said to the nobles, the rulers, and the rest of the people, the work is great and extensive, and we are separated far from one another on the wall. Whoever you hear the sound of the trumpet, rally to us there. Our God will fight for us. You know, finally, the strategy that you and I need to adopt is rally together. Rally together. We're talking about Nehemiah who was struck with the discouragement. And now we see Nehemiah, you know, following this strategy to get out of discouragement. He was resting in God. And he was repositioning himself. And he was, you know, kind of t- telling his people about who his God was. And now he was resisting the, the, the fight. Resisting the people who are coming against him. And he all, you know, asked the people to go back to work. And he said, we are all separated. Now we need to rally together. You know, this morning, I believe the Spirit of God is teaching us that we need to fight against the discouragement and we need to come out of it. The way we do, the way, same way how Jesus did that. The same way how Nehemiah did that in that moment. God is asking us to get out of it with His help. With His help. You know, when we go through the discouragement in our lives, we cannot be effectively used for God. Nobody wants to stick with us. This morning God is calling you to encourage people. To encourage others. There are people there you are coming across in your life. Every day God wants you to encourage them. If you need to be an encourager, you need to get out of this discouragement. And this morning I believe God has spoken to us. Let's close our eyes. Let's close our eyes. How many times in our lives we experience this great power of discouragement? How many times in our lives we hear these voice words of discouragement? How many times when we think about your life And you assume that there is no purpose of your living. There are many times when we are targeted by the power of Satan through discouragement. We pray to God the same way Elijah prayed. Lord, it is enough. I am done with it. I cannot do anymore, Lord. I cannot do it. I can't handle it. How many times we have given up. But this morning God is telling you. My son, my daughter, no, oppose, resist, fight, go to work, and do the will of God. That's the reason God has called you, not to allow yourself to get discouraged. This morning, it is very important, children of God, you need to take a step of faith this morning to fight against this enemy. He's not far for us. He's against us. This enemy is against us. As I said, there is no reason why you need to go through this discouragement. When you trust in your God, when you know that God is in control, 
all that you need to do is give that matter to God completely and walk with freedom walk with the liberty and when that thought comes against you just oppose that thought in the name of Jesus because you are a child of God God has given you authority to walk over the powers of darkness never ever give up never never just trust in God and tell the enemy enemy you don't have any control over my life just get out of here and this morning God may deliver each and every one of us from this discouraging thoughts from this discouraging people around us from this discouraging moments in our lives this morning I pray father you would send your presence Lord Lord, you would send your power upon our lives this morning and deliver each and every one of us in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Negativity. Some of us may be thinking always negative. And this morning, God is telling you, my son, my daughter, remove that negativity from your life. Father, in the name of Lord Jesus Christ, I command that negative thought to leave your people in Jesus name this morning. Hallelujah. Just receive it. It is the work of Satan in your life. Just know it very clearly. Discern it very clearly. Lord God has created you in his own image. Hallelujah. What a joy it is. Hallelujah. Just receive the blessing this morning. Shall we all stand at our feet this morning? Shall we all just stand? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, this morning. Just command the discouraging spirit to leave you command the discouraging spirit to leave you this morning in Jesus name it is a satanic spirit hallelujah keeping people under control taking them out of God's will and this morning there is nothing there is no reason why you need to get discouraged there is no reason why you need to struggle with the depression in the name of Jesus rebuke that spirit in the name of Jesus hallelujah hallelujah the spirit has no control over your children the spirit has no control over your household in the name of Jesus rebuke the spirit of discouragement in Jesus name we rebuke discouragement and we command discouragement to leave out of your children in Jesus name this morning hallelujah father we give you glory this morning oh God we praise you father I pray that oh God you would give the spirit the same spirit that was in you hallelujah the same spirit that was in Nehemiah hallelujah this morning oh father God help us to walk with endurance oh God help us Lord to continue our work Lord hallelujah there is no reason Lord God why we need to sit idle Lord this morning I pray that you would enable your children Lord to work in your kingdom oh father God strengthen them oh God strengthen them and send us with your peace with your grace in Jesus mighty name Amen. Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.